What is going on guys? Welcome to Bearded Discussion Podcast, the show that talks about what it means to be a man in the 21st century. I'm your host, Simon Binkowski, a self-proclaimed fitness fanatic, and I'm on a journey to challenge stereotypes about men. Every week, me and my guests will bring you amazing conversations about masculinity, relationships, fitness, sex, and many more. Now, let's jump into the show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back, all the listeners from a hot and sunny London. It's scorching out there. Um, today's episode, uh, my guest today is Adam Kumas. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Sizzling over here. <laughs> Sizzling over here. It's so hot. Yeah. I'm melting. But uh, um, the topic of today's podcast, something that I wanted to dive into for quite a while, is uh, I wanted to talk about dating and you know we we i feel like well we're both in our late 20s we we've been out there and we we know what it's like to be dating in the modern times mm-hmm. uh we've had some experience and um i just thought it would be an interesting topic to talk about and more but well so the first question that i wanted to ask is what do you think dating is like in the 21st century on the modern times because i would say that from my experience, it's a bit of a mixed bag, meaning like with the with busy lifestyles and everyone or most people pursuing their career and, you know, always having that mentality of going out there, achieving and stuff like that, dating almost gets pushed to the side and very often I would say it's a little bit impersonal uh, due to like, you know, people having less time and uh, like, you know, the, the internet era and, and dating apps and stuff like that. So um, yeah, the first question, what do you think dating is like in, in the modern day with, with all the busy lifestyles, the, the life that gets in the way almost and, and things like that? It's a fuck fest. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, to some extent, yeah. No, it is. It absolutely is. Like you just said it yourself. No one's got time to see anyone, so they just want to get it in and out and then done. Uh, yeah, I mean, I that's not really dating, is it? Well, it depends, you know. To put a label on it. It depends. What do you classify as dating? Dating could be seeing someone, could be casual hookups. Dating doesn't always have to be, you know, a three-course meal and then on the fifth date or on the third date you go back to hers. You know, a date could be anything. It's just, it's a swipe fest, isn't it? You know, yeah, that's true. Uh, and there's like people, um, yeah, I think I don't know. I think we've become, I think, especially in the last what five, six, maybe even 10 years, whenever Tinder came out, just the idea of online dating has just brought everything to the forefront. And but that's what I mean. The like, in, in some ways, it's become incredibly more casual, a little bit imper- casual and impersonal, meaning like you know, you, you, you have so much variety that. Um, you, you know, if 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 there is something that you find yeah. either unattractive or you feel you feel like in that moment you c- couldn't put up with it, yeah, you shut it down straight away. Yeah, you, that there is like almost no patience or like even getting to know. Of course, I swipe. I swipe to get you. I can swipe to get rid of you. Sometimes in person, you just put your hand over their face yeah. and swipe. But then, in some ways, like what you what you mentioned that one night stand culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't classify it necessarily as dating. 
Like in, in, in well, no, not not one night stands, but sometimes just like casual hookups and repeat casual hookups and stuff. I think that's become more that's become normalized. Um, you know, for people to do, uh, I think STDs have gone through the roof. I've seen the highest rates of STDs ever. Don't yeah. quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. I think they were blaming Tinder for it. Um, so yeah, obviously, I mean, I, I don't know. My experience of dating is. I had a brief window last year for about a year while I was dating. And then before that, I met, you know, the, the person I met, it was like, it was completely different. It was no, there was no online, you know, spent months trying to court this person. And then when we did, we, we ended up being in a relationship for eight years. So it's completely changed. But then even taking that into consideration, how, how has, because I, I know you have a busy lifestyle. You, you, you're always on a go. You, you have your job, yeah. but then you also have your career. Yeah. Um, things you're trying to do, trying to achieve and, yeah. and stuff like that. How, you know, how much of an impact something like your, your day-to-day busyness had on your, on your, on your, on your dating life? Uh, I think you don't, you sort of want to know what you're going into. Um, you want to make sure you're not wasting the other person's time and you're on the same page. Um, you know, if somebody's looking for something casual and you're not, you don't want to necessarily just, enter that and the same vice versa if you're looking for something casual and then the other person's looking for something more serious you don't want to insult them in that in that sense by doing anything um but yeah uh i went on a few few terrible dates um and as much as they were enjoyable because it was like a novelty like oh cool i've been on some bad dates um other times it was yeah you know i don't know it's um yeah it's definitely changed Okay. Well, since we're talking about um, what it is like, let's dive a little bit into the world of online dating because I would say that creep that is. (laughs) I I would say that that is the. I would say that is the the main way most people find the dates and 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 yeah. No, you don't get anyone. You don't get anyone in the wild. You know, taking something like Tinder into consideration, for example, using them as as an example. Yeah. Um, like as great as the app is. Um, big fan. Huh? You a big fan? I would say I I I know you have apps like Hinge, Bumblebee, Bumble. uh, Sorry, you misogynist. (laughs) Of course, you don't know Uh, the feminist one. Bumble. (laughs) Sex is Simon on his men only podcast. Oh, big surprise. (laughs) I was thinking about Transformers. That's why. (laughs) All right. Okay. Great. Uh, That really makes you into a man. (laughs) What is what? Hinge, Bumble, uh, Plenty of Fish, Tinder, J Date. They've but I would say the ones the that I, I would the ones that I said I think are the most popular ones that most people use, right? I don't know, man. I think there's a lot of mismatches oh, out there. Well, uh, yeah, but I mean the ones that are oh in the West, you know, right, not even in the yeah. West, but the, the ones that are most popular. There was I remember this one called Coffee Meets Bagel, and I was like, what sort of kinky shit is this? <laughs> <laughs> to coffees, I don't know. I'm not a New Yorker. I don't have coffees and bagels this, together. <laughs> I have them separately. Tea and crumpets is my thing. Maybe you should do an app. Tea and crumpets. I've never heard of this one. No, it doesn't exist. I just made it up. Well, the- <laughs> but we should we should create one. Nah, that's a shit idea. Oh well, not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to, like taking something like Tinder into consideration, and mm. and you know, like like the positive and negatives of of online dating and and yeah. apps like apps like that. Yeah. Um, I would say that the biggest positive is that you're able to meet people that you normally wouldn't meet. 
like I would I would say that before apps uh, came on the scene you were usually dating people in your circle very often like you know yeah. whether it was like very you had some friends and then that friend had another friend and you know they they like get you together and that's now you, you meet people with somebody like, like 60 miles away yeah exactly exactly like, oh so shit that, in, that is that is a that is a base on the isle of Wight or something exactly that is a major positive because you weren't able to to do that before but then the the negative side of it is that i would say that all these apps create this like popularity contest or almost like a fakeness contest you know like the, yeah it's when an algorithm, you look at all it? the profiles like we've yeah. been there and when, yeah. you, when you look at all the profiles is it's either all the same or it has nothing to do with reality i think some of the, yeah there's definitely some profiles which are guilty of that absolutely yeah yeah I, ha- I hate it when people i mean i understand on instagram when people put the best versions of themselves up yeah as a you know um oh yeah this is you know this is me i i'm going skiing this weekend i'm going hiking the next weekend and look at me i've I've just lost 20 pounds or whatever it is yeah. but when you see when you do that on tinder or bumble or whatever it is like that's 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 uh <laughs> for lack of a better phrase that's lying right and i think that's i don't know i've definitely seen people who are guilty of that where they look their profiles look really good like whatever angles they're choosing whatever photos they're doing whatever paint job they're putting on their profile makes them look really nice or really attractive and then you see these people in person and it's just like i would rather you were just up front with me uh like i feel like everyone needs like a you know a a mug shot taken of them Mm -hmm. like not like everyone like every 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 app just has to have like okay you can put up your five you know gorgeous looking pictures of you and this includes men right men are just as guilty as women Um, but then they have to have one obligatory photo which is uploaded by a neutral party which is just a unflattering photo of them them in a bad light so you can get a real good look at them because I think I don't know about you I think you learn a lot you you get more of a sense of somebody when you see an ugly photo of them than you do when you see a good one absolutely when I see an ugly photo of someone if I'm you know I get a true sense of their personality and who they actually are I'm like oh look at this or even just more natural looking one yeah no I'm talking about ugly man I'm talking ones where you look at them and you're like oh that is gross but then (laughs) maybe they're doing something stupid or they've got a nice smile and you go despite them looking ugly in that picture I like their vibe because they're smiling or they're doing something cool I value those more than the perfect polished ones, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Um, and in a lot of those cases, like when it comes to those apps, um, I would say that it's almost like social media, like what you what you touched upon, like uh, that people on social media, like Instagram, Facebook, whatever, people put up the, the best pictures and, mm. you know, living the best life and everything. Yeah. But I think in some ways, from what I've seen, and I assume from what you've seen, all these dating apps are turning into that as well. Like all these, you know, the, the profiles and the Photoshop and, and the, the pictures and everything. Like yeah. it's, it's all, it's all for show. And there's, there is a lot of fakeness. And also another thing is that when you're using all these dating apps, like the rejection and, and stuff like, like, cause it's a popularity contest. Hmm. It's, it's not, it's not a, I think with blokes, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I can only talk from from a man's perspective, but the few the few friends that I was able to look at and you know look at their Tinder profiles, if they were women, 
they had a completely different experience. It was like men, you get a match every, I don't know, 20 or 30 people if you're lucky and you're feeling like, oh shit, you know, I've like got to treasure this, but you, it's like it's like sieving for gold almost. Yeah, yeah. Like you're sieving through shit, and you're like, <laughs> "Oh my god, what's this? Pan, I'm panhandling gold, or whatever it is." I'm like, "Okay, there's a few specks there. Oh no, that's fucking that's a that's a shiny piece of shit or something, you know, or whatever." And then with women, from my understanding, and some of the profiles, they just open the app and they are just flooded with men. They're just like yeah. they've got so much fucking choice. It's like if you went to an ice cream store, right, and you said, "Do you want?" chocolate or vanilla ice cream those two options what you, which one would you go for for example which one would you Me. go for yeah chocolate, chocolate or vanilla Joc- chocolate or vanilla you can only have one or, you can't have a mixture of chocolate okay you go for chocolate I choose vanilla just says a lot about you uh, <laughs> no class um but from my understanding, women, they go in there, they get the whole fucking gelato store, man. Yeah. <laughs> they just get, they get everything. And then someone's like, hey, you want a bit of ice cream? Blah, blah, blah. They, they, give, they give them like, every time they go in, they get like a, uh, a bucket's worth of fucking ice cream. And it's every different flavor. They've got coffee in there. They've got pistachio. They've got rum and raisin. And it's all jumping out of their face all at the same time. Yeah. Like us, we have to like carefully look after it on a scoop and take it home and put it in the fridge or whatever. Like they're just constantly swamped. Yeah. So for them, I kind of understand as well because they're just like, I've got so much choice, therefore it's harder to pick anything. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I don't know, I don't know if you're the same, but I feel like when I've got fewer options, I find it easier to pick. But as soon as I've got, en- if I've got an endless amount of choice, I end up picking nothing or I end up having a little bit of everything and I kind of feel like, oh, none of these really satisfied me. Well, yeah, you get spoiled for choice and you And I think that's, I mean, picky. without generalizing, I'm going to generalize, I think that's how all women feel on social media, or on these on these apps. Because I feel like they're constantly, okay. I think it's much... I Is think that why you feel like uh, men have a lot of rejection on the on these sort of uh, platforms? Yeah. I mean, unless you're a good looking man with a six pack and you've been able to, you know, weasel a dog from a friend and you've, you're posing with a sausage dog. Uh, and no. if you are, if you, if you are yeah, exactly. And if you are one of those people, you are a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we need to know that you're a lie, living a lie, you fucking consultant. Um, but uh, yeah, I think unless you're that, unless you're like a Chad and that's, that's an incel word for, you know, yeah, your standard white guy. Uh, yeah, I think it is. It is harder for men. Um, and I think, again, like, sometimes you'll be having a, you know, I can remember back, you'll be having a conversation with a woman and then suddenly she'll just be like, she'll, she'll like, end the conversation. And sometimes it's because they're not interested. And it's sometimes, and it's and like, what? You're one of my, like, one of two matches on my profile. And that's she's also like, another thing. Like that, she's like, well, that, you're, you're one of 50, bitch. Yeah, that, that fear of making that first initial step. Because, mm. like... I would say that a lot of men like have that little bit of fear, like what's the best line that I could come up with? And, you know, something, because you know that there is so much rejection on these platforms. Yeah. You think about the, the best way to approach the, you know, to make the first step. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, it turns out that you just make a complete fool of, fool of yourself and yeah, it doesn't get you anything anyway. Well, yeah, it's weird. Like for me, I I find it weird because you don't really get a sense of a person over text, over texting. You don't get a sense of them. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's so impersonal. It's Yeah, it's very impersonal. You get a sen- more of a sense of them if you see a video of them, if they upload a video of themselves. Mm-hmm. You get more of a sense. Not many people do that. Though. No. Yeah. I, and, you know, it's, but yeah, it's I know what you mean. Piss me yeah. vain, vanity, isn't it? But, like, 
I find that it's really tough because you don't get a sense of who they are. You don't really know what they look like, really. I mean, you go by the pictures, but if they've only got three photos of them in like blitz bright light, you don't really know who they are. Yeah. Also, for me, one that something that really really annoys me is like I have I have how they sound in my head, and if they don't match that sound. It really puts me off. What, you mean like your perfect partner or the no, person? That you're no, no. You like you see, you just because you, when you before you even heard their voice, you're reading out their texts in a in a in, okay, in, a, yeah, in, a, in their voice. You, like, do you, do you do that? Like when you were dating, uh, if you texted, were you reading out in your voice? Were you reading out in, in Simon Binkowski's voice? Well, to some extent, yeah. You obviously fantasize because you've never. Yeah, it's not. Like, you, but you never personally talk not, to that person, so you fantasize what that voice could sound. But like, I don't. Yeah. Need, it's not even. It's not even fantasizing. It's just you put it in a. I mean, you know, you put in a, if you're matching with a girl, woman. If you, uh, God, uh, cancelled. <laughs> if you're looking for a girlfriend or woman friend, uh, you put it in their voice. If you read it, if you're reading their text messages to you in your voice, that makes you a psycho. <laughs> Is that well, I never read them out loud. If that's what we mean. But you, but you're reading them in the head. But you're reading it in your voice. That's no, weird. I don't know how is to that not weird? That question. I, your question is weird. I don't know what you mean. Like, no, like if you're if you're texting someone on a date, you've matched with someone on a dating app, and they're texting you. Don't tell me. Tell me you put it. You you put their voice in a default woman's voice. I, I don't to, care who no, it is. It could be well, Siri. No, no, I, I try to imagine what they sound like. Yeah. Okay, but but, you, I, but it's I, not your I, voice, is what I'm saying. Well, yeah. Yeah. To some extent, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, it's weird. I right? mean, dep- depends how much, like if you how much re- attention you pay to that. Like if you, I don't know, if you wrote a note, a post-it note saying, "Please take milk out fridge" or something, and I read it, I'd read it in your voice, right? If you wrote okay. the note, okay. And I feel like I feel like for the most part, when you read people's emails, if you know that person. Uh, or when somebody texts yeah, a friend, when, 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 when a friend, te- when 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 Beth texts you, when your girlfriend texts you, you you read her texts in your head in her voice, right? If I, well, I never thought about it. Yeah, maybe to some yeah. extent. I don't know about you. I always do. I always, I always, it's always the name of the recipient. So for me, it's a real mind fuck when I match with someone new and I don't know what the hell they sound like. I'm like, what the hell? What is this voice? And it's always and really unnerving for me if it doesn't match what you what you like in your head. Well, I, I yeah, I, I I don't I don't even tell. That. I always ask them. I said, "Can I hear your voice, please?" That's like a part of the vetting process. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I said, "Can I hear your voice?" I want to make sure that you're not some sort of. I don't know. The my, my worst scenario is like someone's got the wrong voice. Either it's maybe you know it's like one of those really nasally high voice like, "Oh my god!" Or maybe it's maybe it's like they're really like got a really dry cough coffee sort of voice like. Which can be really sexy in some instances. Who have you been matching with? Uh, late Hollywood actresses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it, the voice is a big deal to me, man. Like, yeah, did you, have, you, course, yeah. have you ever seen that? Have you ever seen that that show on Channel Four called Naked Attraction? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it's it. It's the most fucked up show, man. It's like uh, they get a guy or a girl, and they've got like. It's the most misogynistic and feminist thing I've, I've seen. It's both. And they get like, sometimes they get like a girl there or a guy there. And yeah. they've got like five guys or girls in a booth, depending on the sexuality of the person. Uh, and they'll go, right, we're going to just show you the feet. And then you judge them on the feet. And whoever's got like the most ganglious or toe fungal foot, they'll be like, right, and you get out, right? Yeah, yeah. And they go, so you've got four contestants left. Let's go up to the yeah. up to the crotch area. And then, you, then they judge them on their genitalia going, hmm, no, that one's got, he's got a foreskin. I don't like that. Or that dick's got a kink in it. I don't like kinky dicks. You know, whereas the reality is you would never know that. Yeah. Right. And then they go all the way up. And then they do the face last. <laughs> they do the face. 
face last. I'm like, who are you kidding? Like, how do you do the face last? And then after that, after they pick the voice, after they pick the faces, and they go, they yeah. finally see their faces, then they hear them speak for the first time. And uh, it was so funny. There was one episode a few years ago, and it well, was like, yeah, but that plays to that to that thing of like the initial attraction is the physical side of. Imagine it. if you got an annoying accent that you didn't like. Like, imagine if you didn't like the um, I don't know the Brummy accent, yeah, uh, or the Newcastle accent, and then someone was like, maybe they were stunning, but then every time they opened their mouth, you couldn't fucking stand it. That's a nightmare, isn't it? Well, yeah, but that that that's a preference. <laughs> Obviously, if you know, if if you don't like that person, you wouldn't wouldn't date that person. I know but it's a fucked up way to do the show because at the end you just kind of then you hear the voice and they go alright pet and but you're like oh is, yeah but that is a straight correlation with all these apps meaning that like always it's get them physicality, voice note physicality first, first. well yeah I mean note. yeah that's that's what you're looking for that's the way you approach it whenever you match with someone mm-hmm. but in a lot of cases that's the exact correlation to all these apps it's based on the physicality uh the physical attraction like you you know you yeah but that's that's exactly what i'm trying to say that because it's such a popularity contest and all these external bits play the the biggest part in all of it that's why dating in a 21st century as a guy it's kind of hard to some extent because you know if if you legitimately try to search for a date or you're looking for a relationship yeah going through all of that is it's just a lot of bullshit that you have to filter through essentially yeah unless you go through like i don't know eHarmony or something from my understanding i've I've never been on these websites i don't know what all these apps i don't know what they from my understanding never wouldn't have been it personally yeah but Uh, you know supposed to be your perfect match maybe but i'm just talking about the most popular ones that pretty much everyone knows like like i said tinder hinge bumble and and there's preconceptions about each each app as well isn't there so you've got to like justify like like tinders if you're on tinder you're more sexually promiscuous uh or if you're on bumble you must be a feminist or if you're hinge you know you must be ugly or something and it's just like those are the preconceptions if you're plenty of fish you're probably from europe okay you know there's all yeah why and and that was obviously, a little bit like, tongue-in-cheek, but also kind of true. Not kidding ourselves. Obviously, Tinder is the most popular there is, or like the most popularized there is. Yeah, most downloads, is it? I think... Probably, yeah, probably. I don't... Like, I haven't, I haven't been on dating apps for over a year now, but from my understanding, I feel like... I'm just people thought, have yeah, been people, experience. people are saying that uh, apparently Hinge is more, is more popular now. And I like, tried that out, but I, I couldn't, like... I feel like Hinge is interesting because it was like one of those ones that they, where they're tr- where they it depends it's, it sort of says how much how, how much you believe the marketing bullshit it's like we don't just judge on swipes yeah you can't swipe here yeah with Hinge we have your favourite movie quotes and things you can't live without you can't live without pork pies guess who else can't live without pork pies Janet from across the street she's 42 she's divorced and she's got three cats and you're like oh shit she's my soulmate <laughs> Whereas on Tinder, you'd be like, oh, she's ugly. Uh, let me go with someone, you know, so, and beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So saying someone's ugly is an inherently mean thing, you know? Yeah. But um, that's why, yeah, like, like, like I was uh, saying, all these apps, as great as they are, they, they have massive 
advantages. Like I said, like you were able to meet people from everywhere in the country. Yeah. And you wouldn't have been able to do that. It's a blessing and a curse because sometimes when you, you know, you don't want to match with someone. You match someone who's like, maybe you think they're perfect and he goes, find location. He goes, Kazakhstan. You're like, oh, for fuck's yeah. sake. Like, I'm not going to well, That's plane. why there's always two sides of it. If, you know, you have so much choice, but then yeah. at the same time. They drop that mile radius down. Absolutely. Could go, someone within 500 meters of where I live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, if, if you're out, if you a young guy, like, you know, late 20s, mm early 30s mm. it's even harder to do that yeah. and that's like sort of relates to another thing that i wanted to uh touch upon is that underlining pressure that you know you know how women have that as soon as you hit like late 20s early 30s for the most part yeah the society you know assumes that you should be you should either be in a relationship at that time yeah either be married or have yeah. children yeah and I would Sucks. argue that it, I would argue to this, yeah, exactly. But I would argue to that that to some extent, men have the same thing. As soon as you hit like your late twenties, early thirties, and you're not in a relationship, you feel that it's to a lesser extent, but it's still there. You feel that pressure that you know. Why don't you have a girlfriend? Why? Why? Why are you not? It's weird. Why are you not in a relationship? I think I completely agree with your analogy on the women one because I think that is, and that is so shitty and you know part of it's biological and everything else. But that's yeah, that fucking sucks. Yeah, and it affects their career and everything else. I think what you're saying with guys, I think it is the same to a lesser extent, like you said. But I think it's kind of like it's a bit give and take with guys. Like if I see a guy and he's in his early thirties and he's not in a long term relationship, two thoughts on my head. One, this guy's a fucking loser. He's got nothing going for him. He can't even find a partner. What's he up to? Okay. The second thought is, um, the second, if I'm not thinking is that, that it's like, is that, that guy's a legend. He's a legend. He's slaying. He doesn't care. He's got to be fucking single forever. Yeah. Like there's, those are the two things in my head. Like, I don't think there's any middle ground. I understand. Yeah. But then I have two, almost two separate questions to both of these points. So yeah. if, you, if you look at someone and you feel like, they you know they're a loser because they don't have they can't even get a partner it depends what they want after yeah yeah if, they, if they're going after the you know the picket fence why but i mean like why why do you think that what causes you to think that but then on the other hand if you think to yourself or oh, legend like good for him and stuff like that isn't that impacted by the glorification of the single life that like the glorification by the media of the single life mm. because you have that image of like you know it's constant party you know you don't care you just sleep yeah. around you just do this do that I think it, but in real life it's not like uh, yeah you get some of it you get your weekends and stuff like that but for the most part it isn't like that it's just glorified image I think it's main for me it's mainly because a lot of the people who I idolise whether they're businessmen or comedians or so and so they're all they don't really find partners until later on in life so i think in my mind there's a little bit of oh if they're striving for something greater than your average nine to five then i kind of appreciate it and i go well good for them yeah they're not they're not settling down they've got so much left to do okay whereas i think if they're looking if they're just if they've got no if they, if they're not trying to conquer the world and they're not trying to like create anything new and they're just they're just looking for like a happy peaceful life you know they just want to have a family and settle down then the judgment rolls in you know Okay, yeah. Uh, and the opposite goes for me. Like, I know people who've settled down in their 20s and they've got, you know, wife and kids and all that stuff. And I find that horrifying, 
you know, but then I say that to some of my friends and they go, oh, that's sweet. You know, isn't that lovely that they've, they've started yeah. a family so young and everything yeah. else? And I'm like, no, that is a, it's worse than prison. So you don't feel like for the most part there is any sort of like, you know, underlining pressure that if you, I'm, I'm not talking about when you're in your early 20s, but let's take some men that you think are, you, that you not would say that you'd idolize, but say are quite cool. Um, and I know we're going to sound bay here, but Joe Rogan, Jerry Diaz, Schultz, and a few other people, right? Yeah. Would it be fair to say you think these guys are quite cool in terms of like maybe yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're kind of where you want to be when you're that age sort of thing? Yeah. Joe Rogan's what in his fifties and he's just had a, he's, he's had a couple of kids. And that's it. Yeah. Jerry Diaz is in his fifties and he's had his first kid. Bill Burr, fucking legend, he's had his first kid when he was like late forties. Like this is this is. I think Schultz is just going to a relationship, but he's thirty six. But Aziz for me, Aziz and sorry, pre me too. Um, he was in his late thir- he's in his late thirties. But I'm that's, not even, that's I'm not, a pattern, right? Yeah, These are all true, men I'm, I'm, who are who I would say are pretty cool and you idolise them and everything else, but they're not really settling down until later on in their lives. Yeah, that's true. But I'm I'm not even to, I'm not even disputing that. Like obviously everyone has a, a different idea when they would like to settle down and, yeah. and but I'm I'm just talking about for the most part, yeah. for for your average, you know, general mm. guy. Mm when you there there is a there is that thing of like when you hit a certain age and then you get older and older and older and you and you don't have any uh, like a you know you don't have any sort of relationship on the horizon i don't i don't want any love interest or anything anything like that mm. th- that does create a lit you you feel pressured in a way that that's what you're supposed to do i think whether it's a family whether it's society whether it's media i don't know man i think i think we have to i think we disagree on this point i think i don't think that really men have that at all i don't think like unless it's pressure from their family like the only pressure i can imagine is your parents are sort of saying especially if they're foreign parents like my parents or something and they're just like you know you should settle down you should have a kid and family and stuff now then Mm -hmm. i get i get that but i feel like you look at fucking what I don't know how Matthew McConaughey is. Are we, are we there were women looking at Harrison Ford in the latest Star Wars movie that came out. And they were going, "Oh yeah, he's still got Iwood and all that sort of stuff." It's like, really? He's like, isn't he seventy? Yeah, but that that's you know? that's a little bit of something else. I would say. Name. Like, tell me know, some men. That, tell me some a, men in the public eye that are judged for not settling down. I don't know. Name one. I don't. I don't know. I don't think there is. My head. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think there is. I think it's the opposite. I think men get a pass until they're eighty, as long as they can, as long as their little dried up scrotum still works, they can they can get away with it. Whereas I think with women, unfortunately, society and judgment and everything stuff, they've put a, they've put they've, they they have they've been given an artificial sell by date, almost like very sort of a. Pride and Prejudice yeah. type, you know. If they're not wed by their sixteen, then she's on the shelf, you know. Whereas I think men get a pass, unfortunately, where it's just like, yeah, you can do whatever you want, you know. I don't blink twice if I see a if I like, and I know this is this is fucked up, but I, you know, I don't blink twice if I see like an eight-year-old man with like a, a woman who's in her twenties. I kind of go, oh well, he's getting something from her that you know, and then she's getting something from him. They're both using each other a yeah. little bit, but you don't blink an eye. If I see like an old eight-year-old woman dating a 20-year-old guy in my head in, I kind of go whoa what's going on there what mm-hmm. and that shouldn't be the case I should you know if he's got a grandma fetish let him do it I don't know I, I honestly think I don't think guys I don't think you don't think, think there is no uh, do you feel there is for you 
not for me personally, but like obviously whenever whenever I research episodes and and get try and get more information about whatever the topic of the episode is. Yeah. I like based on that I would say that I would argue yeah that for the most for the most part or for the most part to a large extent or to a yeah to a large extent there is there is a pressure whether it's family whether it's like there is something external that you feel whether maybe to some extent you put that pressure on yourself as well because you you've been you've been taught that you know you should you should strive for family you should you know settle down and i just don't see it personally i just kind of think maybe maybe i'm naive or i'm not privy to that information but i just think i feel like men get a pass yeah that's fair you know that's fair like obviously you're entitled to your own your own opinion and i just i can't think of anyone that i think oh shit he's going beyond the pearl like he should really just shut up and settle down but you, you're mainly thinking about the people in the public eye right you're not talking like as yeah, much but, as as yeah, much as even, we take even, them for example even even like successful business successful businessmen you know if we're talking about men specifically okay i don't think i think family i think family can often be an afterthought which is a luxury that women don't have yeah because if they want to have kids biologically they've obviously got to be cautious at the time but i think with men it's just like yeah you do whatever you want you have a kid at 50 who cares that's fair that's yeah i guess we differ on that point a little bit to some extent do you you personally feel pressure to have kids no i personally don't feel pressure now no no but i understand that do you know anyone who does uh no, I just like from you know from interactions with different people. We have, we have a mutual friend, it. our mutual friend like Shah. I think he might be feeling pressure potentially. Yeah, because that's that's called that's cultural as well. Yeah, it? but it's yeah. it's from family though, right? Yeah, it's cultural and everything else. But other than that, I don't know if um, I don't know if he deals with it in his own way. But I think other than that, I don't think men. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. I, I, I do like like I said, like that is your opinion, you're yeah, obviously yeah, yeah, entitled yeah. to it. Yeah, I, yeah. I do think that there is a after a certain point hmm. you do start obviously to a largely lesser extent than, than women, but you have that you know, the the view of the society that like why not? Why not settle down? Why it's not? Weird. I just don't know. I just yeah. I, I can I see it with women all the time. Even in society, I see like you know, oh you're thirty. You might as well you stop shopping at Topshop. You should probably go to M and S now, and you know yeah. maybe start planning your dinners. You know you can st- rather than getting ready meals, just start getting you know still ready meals, but ones that you put in the oven for twenty minutes beforehand. Yeah. Whereas I think with men, it's a bit like there's still a romanticised image of the bachelor at, oh yeah, you can still be eating pot noodles at 4C. That's cool. As yeah. long as you've got shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I see it. I mean, or rightly or wrongly, I mean, that's my opinion that I get. That's fair. That's fair. As long as you're working on something. I think if you're, if you're a bum in terms of like, you've got nothing going on and all you're doing is spending every day on the couch, watching TV and touching yourself, then you're a loser. I think you can be yeah. working in a... I mean, what was it? I think I saw... It was on a podcast. I saw an old image of Jeff Bezos. I don't know how old that guy is now. Probably 100. 
but like there was an image of him bowling away in his he's already bold maybe he was bold from birth I don't know but he's in a garage like a sheet little garage yeah, and he's got like you're talking yeah about and he's like just working like, if you saw that if you told me that Jeff Bezos was in his 30s and he was doing that like I wouldn't look at him and go loser you kind of go oh well he's they're work, he's working on something big so we give yeah. him you give him the benefit of the doubt whereas I think women are not given that that grace by society they're not given that, that is pass true. that is true well you know l- listeners that's we're just we're just two two guys with different opinions you know everyone everyone has to shape their own opinion and and uh, it's not always going to be the same as whoever you're talking to and everyone's entitled to it um mm. but yeah I, you know whether you agree like i think there is you don't think there is but that's okay like i'm just i'm just talking strictly from yeah the, the research that i've done and 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 mm. a little bit of experience that i um had back in the past but mm. yeah man let's let's wrap this up for today cool. uh, thank you for thank you for this thank you for having me uh it was really fun having that conversation and yeah 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 thank you thank you guys for listening i'll see you next week uh check out adam's uh most recent sketch on youtube yeah. adam kumas on youtube oh yeah please do <laughs> <laughs> and i'll see you guys next week take care cheers Bye-bye. guys see you later bye bye Thank you for listening to Bearded Discussion Podcast. If you like the show, subscribe and follow your host, Simon Binkowski, on YouTube and Instagram. Share it with your friends and tune in next week. See ya.